the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Al Conservador Radio Show is sponsored by George Rodriguez on 930 AM, The Answer. Time for the El Conservador Radio Show with George Rodriguez. George is a constitutional conservative who loves to expose fake news and liberals. Be a part of the show. Call 210-308-8867. And now, El Conservador, George Rodriguez. Howdy, 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 fellow patriots. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas, on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer. Once again, my friends, let's uh, start uh, by talking about what is going on in the world of illegal immigration and fake news. And uh, specifically, let's chat about um, uh, what's been happening, the reports that have been coming out of, uh, out of South Texas regarding the uh, I- issue of illegal immigration. It's amazing, my friends, how bad the uh, how terrible how terrible the news reporting is uh, regarding what's going on. I don't know how many of it you have heard, but there have been three incidents in the past uh, in the past couple of weeks. Well, actually, about in the past three weeks, because uh, we are at March sixteenth at seven uh, on Saturday, March sixteenth. But um, uh, in the past. Uh, let's say four weeks, because because there was one that happened in February. There have been three instances, at least, of people shooting from the Mexican side at uh, border patrol agents on the American side. And uh, in one instance, uh, there was a shooting of a border patrol agent in the United States uh, by somebody that drove drove by. the uh, the The situation is getting very very. Uh, bad, my friends. It's getting it's getting extremely dangerous, and our uh, border patrol agents are very much the targets, my friends. They are absolutely being targeted uh, by both the cartels and as far uh, and also the uh, the illegal aliens themselves. The illegal aliens have become emboldened, and uh, as you already know, they're not coming across in ones or twos or threes in little groups. No, they're coming across in huge numbers nowadays. Um, 86, uh, 95, uh, these are the numbers that are being, uh, rounded up, uh, by the border patrol, uh, at, uh, at various, uh, it, it stops. And, uh, in these cases, uh, in some of these cases, the individuals become militant, become, 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 uh, belligerent, should I say, become very, very, uh, they resist the, uh, arrest, and uh, again, that's a direct uh, result of the leftists uh, uh, not uh, <coughs> uh, not uh, undermining, should I say, undermining our uh, judicial system and our law enforcement. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I look at it very, very much like Black Lives Matter uh, in Spanish now. Uh, Black Lives Matter undermining police officers. Well, this is exactly what's happening now on the border. Uh, and it's, it's that, you know, we can thank the, the, the Spanish language media like Univision and Telemundo. I lay it at their feet as well as, uh, as the, uh, leftist organizations, the various open borders, leftist organizations that, uh, that, uh, support, encourage and excuse this type of behavior. Uh, at any rate, there was a shooting <coughs> on Thursday, March 7th, um, uh, in the Brownsville Bridge. Now that happened. Uh, that that uh, shooting occurred on the Mexican side, uh, but uh, it happened on the bridge. Uh, also, also the Border Patrol. Uh, uh, there was a shooting at a Border Patrol officer in Laredo from the Mexican side. Uh, bottom line: the uh, you know the, the, it's become very very dangerous. On top of that, the Border Patrol, like I said, is being overwhelmed. The Border Patrol says that their resources 
are being strained to the point of breaking because of the high number of people that are crossing the United States into the United States illegally. Border Patrol Chief uh, of Operations Brian Hastings said that in the past, uh, the numbers of illegals uh, consisted of men coming from Mexico supposedly to work. But now it's Central American families. That's women with children. And these families are claiming asylum. Uh, and they cannot be deported immediately because they've got to have hearings. They've got to be processed uh, according to their claims of asylum. Now, while these families should be detained at centers, there's the problem also because there are so many numbers, such a huge number of these people crossing. Uh, there is a problem of uh, of the detention centers being overwhelmed, being uh, the number of, of, uh, of people in the detention centers uh, just uh, exceeding the number of beds that they've got. So again, because of the overcrowding, a lot of these families are given dates to report uh, for hearings and you never see them again. Activist liberal judges have determined that, uh, you know, holding in these, um, holding people, holding these families, and I'll say that in, in a very, very uh, cynical manner, holding these people in these families in, a, in, in a overcrowded condition detention centers, uh, that that's cruel and unusual punishment, particularly for the, for the minors. Thus, these illegal aliens are given a uh, hearing date and their asylum date, and they're released, and the data shows clearly that, they, uh, that the vast majority of them never show up. A greater number of, um, the greater the number of illegal aliens claiming, to, claiming asylum, the greater number that's going to be detained and released, of course, and that's exactly what's happening. Best solution, my friends, to this whole situation, what's the best solution? Well, according to El Conservador, and you're hearing it right now, the best solution for this situation is the complete deportation of all these illegal aliens, including the, uh, including the families, including the minors. We cannot reward them, you know, and that's exactly what's, being hap- what's been happening. We reward them with a hearing date, and they stay in, in the uh, United States indefinitely waiting for that, uh, for that hearing date. Because, again, those hearings, uh, the, the, uh, the court's, for those hearings are overwhelmed because of the huge number, and you know they never they they are never seen again. Uh, American taxpayers, my friends, cannot continue to be abused by foreigners who willfully, willfully uh, violate our uh, our immigration laws. Uh, it's it, you know we can't we can't we can't. All right, let's talk about another issue, another ridiculous and outrageous things thing that it, uh, has been proposed. Uh, out of Washington, no less. Uh, the left, the Democrats, uh, uh, are, you know, they continue to push and pull America further, further to the left by proposing and advocating these outrageous ideas. And among those, back uh, uh, last Friday, March 8th, uh, the Democrats in the House voted uh, to oppose a measure condemning, this is the, the measure condemning voting in the United States uh, elections by illegal aliens, they refuse to condemn the voting of ele- uh, uh, by the the voting by illegal aliens in U.S. elections. They refuse to condemn that. Uh, it, it's amazing, my friend. They put together this reform, this comprehensive comprehensive election reform bill, but they do nothing to stop or to condemn illegal uh, alien. Uh, participation in, in uh, U.S. elections. I mean, this is amazing. This, while they uh, are screaming and yelling about uh, uh, about Russian collusion in uh, in the Trump election, however, they see no nothing wrong with an illegal alien participating in a uh, in an American election. I mean, they absolutely see nothing wrong with that. Um, the Democrats, of course, who are in control of the House. Uh, are uh, have voted to defend the local governments, like in San Francisco, that choose to allow illegal aliens to vote in their local elections. Uh, Dan Crenshaw, the uh, congressman from uh, from Texas, from East Texas, he said he he said it perfectly. He says it sounds like I'm taking it up. I'm making it up. He said, "What kind of government would cancel out the vote of its own citizens to replace it with non citizens?" It's amazing. It's it's very very true. But here we go, my guys. What's the what, what's the point? What's the point of being a lawful legal citizen if illegal aliens are allowed to vote and participate in government? Why should non-citizens and illegal aliens receive the same benefits and rights uh, 
and privileges as citizens. Why? When the, when the right and privilege of voting is given to anybody and everybody, it becomes meaningless, my friends. It becomes absolutely meaningless. Related to that, related to that, um, one of the most common tip-offs for tampering with elections is the comparison of three modes of balling, ba- balloting. They are early voting, mailing voting, and voting on election day itself. The results of the uh, in fair and square contested uh, elections should look similar in terms of uh, the voting percentages that are won by each candidate. However, there's always a red flag, uh, particularly in, in places like South Texas and the Rio Grande Valley. There's always a red flag in elections, um, in election administrations, uh, or for election administrations, should I say, when a would-be candidate is pulling off, say, 80% of the mail-in ballot. I mean, that is a, that is a, a key. That is a tip. That is a tip-off that something's wrong. Instead of, uh, uh, and only 45 uh, in either uh, of the other two polls, uh, uh, the other uh, types. But when they're, when they're overwhelmingly winning the mail-in vote, that's, uh, that's something that's, uh, that, that, that should tip off uh, folks that something's wrong. In North Carolina, in, in a North Carolina investigation recently, uh, which uh, brought about the... Um, the complete uh, nullification of an election in North Carolina, the first place winner uh, who was a Republican narrowly won the overall vote. Uh, But he had a very huge lopsided margin in the mail-in votes. And that was a big, big red flag right there. So, um, you know, uh, we need to watch this, my friends. We need to monitor it. And when we see a huge amount uh, of mail-in ballot, uh, uh, percentage in the mail-in ballot rather than it all being equal across the board. Um, we need, you know, we, we need to start saying things we need, we need to raise those flags. Um, one more item, one more item, uh, and that is, uh, in the Rio Grande Valley, a police chief was found guilty of drug trafficking. Uh, Giovanni Hernandez, uh, who was the former police chief in La Jolla, Texas, he was found guilty um, on March 7th on two counts of aiding and abetting and distributing two counts of uh, controlled substance. My friends, we're going to see more and more. This this is happening more and more in the Valley as the cartels bring in tons of money and they're going to be buying officials or they have bought officials. There is a huge amount of graft and corruption that's going on in the Rio Grande Valley. We need to be aware of that. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio on KLUP 930 uh, Radio, The Answer. We'll be right back. Hello, El Conservador listeners. If you are interested in following George Rodriguez, El Conservador, we invite you to follow him at his internet website, elconservador.net. You can also follow him on Facebook at George Rodriguez, El Conservador. And on Twitter at El Conservador for daily commentaries. You can also purchase his book, El Conservador, Conservative Opinions, online at Amazon.com. The book contains essays and commentaries about illegal immigration, fake news, and race relations. If you are interested in inviting El Conservador to speak to your group or event, please contact him through Facebook or through the station at 930amtheanswer.com. El Conservador thanks you for your support. Keep the fire of freedom burning. Howdy, 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 my friends. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer in San Antonio. Let's chat a little bit more about what happened this past um, Thursday, uh, March 14th, and that was the announcement by none other than Robert Francis Beto O'Rourke that he's going to be running for president. Now, I find it very, very interesting. I find a lot of things interesting with this whole uh, situation. First, first of all, uh, Beto is no longer a um, an unknown quantity. When he first ran against uh, against uh, Ted Cruz uh, last year for uh, for Senate for the Senate seat. 
he was pretty much an unknown, and uh, he caught uh, a lot of uh, Republicans by surprise, particularly since uh, many, many of us, including yours truly, we really didn't take him serious. Uh, we, uh, you know, we observed him and watched his mannerisms, and we didn't think that he was going to be taken serious. However, uh, the amount of money that was pushed into uh, Texas, $80 million, $80 million pushed into Texas to uh, support Bethel uh, by the left, by the Democrats. Um, it, uh, you know, it dwarfed, it dwarfed uh, Ted Cruz's $40 million. Uh, and it, uh, was enough, uh, it was enough money, so to speak. It was enough to buy lots of airtime and to get him a lot, a lot of media attention. You know, not that he doesn't need a lot of media attention. The media, no sooner did uh, he, he announced, uh, well, in fact, before he had even announced his, um, his running for the presidency, he was already a media darling. Uh, Vanity Fair recently did a, um, a piece uh, helping him to announce his run for the presidency. And uh, so the liberal press, of course, is already promoting uh, Beto O'Rourke as they did when he was running for Senate. Uh, typical, typical. This is typical of the liberal fake press, of the fake news, my friends. They will promote uh, the, the uh, leftist liberal Democrats, but uh, they will effectively ignore or attack the Republican. That happens very much on a local level. It certainly happens on a state and national level, but it happens very, very uh, frequently on a local level. Here in San Antonio, uh, this past week, we had um, a uh, special runoff, and not only was the runoff, was the vote turnout very tiny, uh, ridiculously low, but again, the the local news media did the San Antonio Express, the liberal San Antonio Express, did a very, very good job of promoting and giving news worthiness to, uh, to the Democrat while ignoring the Republican. And, uh, you know, the, here we go again. Vanity Fair did a very, very favorable um, report on Beto O'Rourke. Uh, they portrayed him as an innocent running into, uh, as an al- innocent alternative uh, running against an evil president, Trump, uh, Joe Hagan, the uh, reporter for Vanity Fair, this is what he wrote about him. He says, unlike Trump, of course, you've got to make that comparison, but he says, unlike Trump, O'Rourke can appear almost too innocent to be a politician, too decent, too wholesome. The very reason that he became popular also for the same reason could be the same reason that he could be crucified on the national stage. They call him too innocent. Can you imagine? This reporter calls him too innocent. Perhaps I would use the term maybe too dumb, too shallow. Uh, that's the term. But, you know, how innocent and wholesome can you be when you're pro-abortion? Yeah, when you're pro-abortion, when you're not, you know, and, he, and, and his, his, his view of abortion is very, very much, you know, the, uh, the last trimester. He's also pro-illegal immigration and anti-border security, including the wall. How innocent is that? He's pro big government, you know, which means that he is uh, he's not going to have a problem when big government overwhelms or attacks uh, uh, or 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 oversteps its bounds on personal liberties. Um, He wants to punish the American economy in favor of global climate change. You know, protecting the climate is much more important to him than the American economy. He also, as you recall, is uh, anti-flag and anti-anthem, national anthem. During his run last year uh, for Senate, there, was a, uh, there were a couple of instances where he stated that uh, not standing up and respecting the uh, national anthem in public is okay with him. So, uh, you know, again, he's not patriotic by our terms, that's for sure. He also attended a, uh, an event where he uh, requested, or his staff requested, that uh, the American flags be removed from a VFW hall. And uh, again, how patriotic are you? How how can you be a president when you don't respect the national anthem and the flag, my friends? How can you be president? The final thing on this whole situation that that I see, the problem, is that um, he seems to be very delusional. Delusional is the word that I will use because according to the... um, to the article, you know, this favorable, favorable article that fawns over him, 
uh, by Joe Hagan in Vanity Fair. Uh, he uh, claims that he uh, it is his destiny to run for president. Yeah, that's what he says, that it's his destiny. Apparently, he thinks that he was that he has been uh, handpicked by God uh, to run for president. And I mean, if that isn't a delusional, you know, what is that? The divine right of kings? I mean, where where does that come from? But uh, that's uh, that that's his his opinion, his thinking uh, is that. So he is he you know, apparently he sees himself as anointed as the anointed one. And uh, again, my friends, this gentleman appears to be very, very shallow, very, very dumb. Those are the terms that I will use. But because the, uh, the, the, the media is on his side, the liberal media, they are spinning him as being wholesome, as being decent, as being innocent. How innocent are you when you're anti, uh, anti-American uh, 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 anti-America, pro-illegal immigration, and pro-abortion. How innocent are you, my friends? This guy's delusional. He really is, and we need we need to be careful. The final thing that I want to that I want to broach on this on this issue is that uh, we have two Texan, two Texas Democrats running, and it's going to be very very interesting on this uh, how how it's going to play out. Besides Beto. O'Rourke, there is also Julian Castro, the former, um, the former uh, mayor and HUD secretary, the former mayor of San Antonio and HUD secretary under Obama. And uh, Julian Castro has already announced, and he's out there promoting himself. Most recently, he was out there promoting himself uh, to to the black community, uh, saying that he supports he supports the idea of reparations for the uh, descendants of black slaves. How about that? You know? So he's out there pandering to the black vote. And, uh, you know, it'll be very, very interesting to see how, uh, how the two uh, Texans um, play off of each other and how they are, they they, uh, will move. uh, I I think they're going to move further and further to the left, push each other further, further to the left which in my opinion is going to be something good for the, um, for the Trump campaign, uh, particularly in Texas, because we Texans don't tend to, to like uh, leftists, you know, and their policies. And I think that both of them, both Julian and, and, and uh, Beto are going to race towards the left in order to pander to the loudmouths on the left, you know, the, the loudmouth minorities. But uh, it'll be very, very interesting to see how, um, how this all plays out. The, the uh, it'll also be very interesting to see how how it plays out, particularly since you have you have uh, O'Rourke uh, pretending and I'll use that term pretending to be Hispanic. That's why he uses the term Beto. You know, he appropriate he has appropriated Hispanic culture and a Hispanic name. And I don't know why the uh the uh, liberal hispanics don't call him out on that i mean they called they have called out uh, uh many people for uh, uh wearing sarapes for wearing uh, uh for uh, eating enchiladas uh as appropriation of their culture well what about this what about this character it'll be very very interesting to see how julian castro distances himself uh, or separates himself from Beto. Beto uh, is is a phony, fake Hispanic, and he has he is utilizing that ter- that name strictly to to uh, to pretend that he is Hispanic, just like uh, Elizabeth Warren, Senator Elizabeth Warren from from uh, New Hampshire, just like she has pretended to be Native American so she can take advantage of, of special, uh, uh, of being special in society that, uh, that uh, proclaims and supports victimization. And this is what they're playing. You know, this is the game that they're playing. My friends, it, it, it is really, really uh, a, a sad situation that we're looking at when uh, you have people like Elizabeth Warren and Beto O'Rourke who pretend to be what they're not, only so that they can play the victim card, which they can't. And that victim card being either affirmative action or special attention 
in politics. Yeah, that's 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 the fact, Jack. This uh, situation with Beto O'Rourke, we should take serious, my friends. We should take serious. We should take all of the all of the twenty twenty uh, voting very very serious. The campaign's very very serious. The defense of freedom and liberty, my friends, starts in your backyard. And the best thing that we can do, the thing that we must do, is organize ourselves, organize our families organize our friends, organize our neighbors, our communities, our precincts, and get people to the polls. Inform them and educate them and get people to the polls. We have got to do that. We have terrible, terrible uh, voting uh, records uh, as far as the percentage of people that turn out. Very, very low percentages. We've got to raise that, my friends. We've got to raise that. We've got Beto O'Rourke is not an unknown quantity anymore. We know what we're up to against. We've got to uh, expose him. We've got to uh, uh, shame him. We've got to vote against him, my friends. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM, The Answer in San Antonio. I'll remind you once again, my friends, that the defense of freedom and liberty It starts in your backyard, so please, we've got to keep the fires of freedom and liberty burning. Howdy, 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 fellow patriots. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer in San Antonio. The topic of today's discussion, my friends, is we must build the wall plus. Yes, we must build the wall on the border plus take additional steps to stop illegal immigration, to protect and secure the border, to stop the invasion that's going on. First of all, let me begin by saying that I support the wall 100%. We need to build a strong wall and use high-tech defenses to guard that border. We need to use the military. We need to use blimps and drones for observation. We must have high-tech sensors and cameras for surveillance. We We need personnel. And, of course, we must have a high, strong wall that stops and discourages illegal immigration. We've heard quite often a lot of folks say, well, they're only, if we build a, a high wall, we're only going to have people who are going to want to uh, scale it with ladders or dig under it. Well, my friends, we must do everything possible to discourage that, to discourage and dissuade people from taking those actions. But additionally, my, my friends, besides a wall, Besides a wall, we need to take additional steps to end the magnets that bring and keep people in the United States, as well as close the loopholes that allow people to enter illegally and remain indefinitely in the United States. We cannot excuse and reward illegal immigration anymore, my friends. Otherwise, we continue to have more. And it doesn't do us any good to have a wall, my friends, if people keep walking through the front door and then staying because of the loopholes. We've got to close those loopholes. We must build a wall, plus take additional steps to stop illegal immigration. Where do we start? Okay, first of all, we must stop. We must start by addressing and stopping illegal alien employment. We must use E-Verify as a national requirement for employment to make sure that people are, are verifiable Uh, In the United States, verifiably uh, in the United States, uh, allowed to work. We must also enforce the I-9 requirements, which which were part of the 1986 law, that uh, requires all employers to check with applicants to make sure that the applicant has the right to work in the United States. Illegal alien employment is out of control and we've got to stop it. We must also punish employers that violate the I-9, the the employment of illegal aliens. 
we must punish them. We must also end social benefits for illegal aliens. That includes public education, public welfare, public housing, and public health. We must stop providing public taxpayer-funded education, welfare, health, and, and housing to people who have entered the country illegally, who are not supposed to be in the country. We need to stop that. We must also immediately deport any illegal aliens that are caught at the border or in ICE raids. We cannot allow to have any more detention and then release, detain and release as they call it. Because many of these people, the vast majority of these people that are, pro- that, that are released on bond with the promise to return to come to hearings, never return, never are heard from again. We must immediately deport all adults and minors, regardless of age age and and, and, uh, condition, immediately deport all illegal aliens. Another thing that we need to do, my friends, we need need more border, Border Patrol, we need more ICE agents, and we need them to be better paid and better trained to secure and protect the border. They deserve it. Right now we have so many, so many... Uh, of these agents that are leaving because not only is it a frustrating job, it doesn't pay very well. And these folks put their lives on the line, put their lives on the line on a daily basis to protect our country. Another thing that we must do, we must allow the Border Patrol agents to defend themselves against attacks by illegal aliens and international criminals. In February and early March, during that three-week period, there were, there, there were three incidents of people firing from across the border, from the Mexican side, at, uh, at, at Border Patrol agents. We also had one incident in, in El Paso where a Border Patrol agent was driving his truck, his marked uh, vehicle, and he was shot at. It has become a dangerous situation on the border, my friends, a dangerous situation, and they need to be allowed to defend themselves against attack by illegal aliens who resist arrest, who become emboldened by the liberals and leftists that defend them, and against international criminals, my friends. We also must end, my friends, we must end foreign aid to countries that do not cooperate in stopping illegal immigration in the illegal immigration of their citizens to our country. Countries that don't even re- accept when we return their citizens to them, that don't accept them back. We must stop rewarding, we must stop sending foreign aid to these countries. Isn't it bad enough that taxpayers pay for these illegal aliens here in our country and we also send money to their home countries as well? Where is that logic? We must also use the military, my friends, much more so. Not only for, for, for backing the, uh, the, the Border Patrol up, but we also need the, the, the military for conducting surgical strikes. Yes, that's controversial, but surgical strikes on criminal organizations in these foreign countries that are involved in the drug and human trafficking. These folks, my friends, are enemies of our nation bringing in poison and bringing in illegal people into our country. And if these home countries, if these countries where these, uh, these criminal organizations are based don't do enough to stop them, then we should undertake surgical strikes to get rid of them. We must also, my friends, another thing that we must do is prosecute as traitors Americans Yes, Americans who participate in this international human trafficking and drug trafficking, illegal human and drug trafficking, my friends, must be viewed and treated as a subversive crime against our nation. People who are involved in it must be punished and viewed as traitors because that's what they are ultimately doing is undermining our nation, undermining our society. And speaking of undermining our society and our nation, uh, 
we must also take strong action, my friends, and punish sanctuary communities and sanctuary states. They, too, must be viewed as traitors, as treasonous. Either we work through the legal political process of the Constitution to change laws that we don't like, or states and jurisdictions are free to pick and choose which laws they're going to obey, and if so, we're going to degenerate into political anarchy. It's that simple. We must also, my friends, we must also not be afraid to call out liberals leftist Democrats, and even some Republicans who support open borders and who excuse and reward illegal immigration and international crime. Americans who insist on siding with foreigners over their, over their native land during an international crisis, and this is an international crisis, my friends. Americans who insist on siding with the enemy are traitors. It's that simple. So once again, my friends, I support the wall. We must build a wall. We must build a full wall, the, the length of the, uh, of the border. But we must also do more than that. We must, do, we must take additional steps to end the magnets and close the loopholes that allow and encourage illegal aliens to come into our country and stay and disappear into our, the fabric of our society. We cannot, my friends, we cannot continue to excuse and reward illegal immigration or we're going to continue to get more. We must build a wall plus take additional steps to stop it. And that means preventing, uh, not only preventing people from entering, but dissuading, discouraging, deporting people that are here. If the carrots are gone, my friends, then they're going to leave. The other issue, my friends, very, very simple, is even if we build the wall the way that things are set up right now, and we have seen it on the border, we have seen it repeatedly on the border, people no longer are running away from the border patrol, they walk up to the border patrol and introduce themselves and, and ask for asylum. So it doesn't matter even if we put up a wall, they're going to walk through the front door and declare asylum and leftist liberals, judges are going to help them. So we've got to close, close that loophole. We've got to close that loophole. My friends, we must take some action. We must take action to stop and prevent this wholesale invasion of our nation. Over 22 million, that's the, that's the conservative ex estimate. 22 million illegal aliens are here in the United States taking advantage of our nation's uh, goodwill. What is the point of being a citizen, a lawful legal citizen and immigrant, if illegal aliens are going to get the same benefits, rights, and privileges. What's the point? Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, uh, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio, the answer in San Antonio, reminding you, my friends, that the defense of freedom and liberty starts in your backyard. Please keep the fires of freedom and liberty burning. El Conservador listeners, if you are interested in following George Rodriguez, El Conservador, we invite you to follow him at his internet website, elconservador.net. You can also follow him on Facebook at George Rodriguez, El Conservador, and on Twitter at El Conservador for daily commentaries. You can also purchase his book, El Conservador, Conservative Opinions, online at Amazon.com. The book contains essays and commentaries about illegal immigration, fake news, and race relations. If you are interested in inviting El Conservador to speak to your group or event, please contact him through Facebook or through the station at 930amtheanswer.com. El Conservador thanks you for your support. Keep the fire of freedom burning.
Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer in San Antonio. All right, let's talk, uh, let's talk uh, a little bit, my friends, about fake news, both at the national level and at the local level, because we've got some great examples of uh, what has been happening with fake news um, in, in the past week. Um, on Thursday, March uh, 14th, there was a, um, a, uh, a protest, a Jewish activist protest that erupted in Pelosi's office over anti-Semitic concerns. Uh, the National Conference for Jewish Affairs, led by Rabbi, um, and I hope I say his name correctly, Array Sparrow, uh, gathered with some group with some folks outside uh, Nancy Pelosi's office uh, to protest uh, her inability to condemn uh, U.S. Representative uh, Ilan Omar and her repeated anti-Semitic concerns. Now, let's uh, remember, my friends, that. Um, that uh, Omar, that Representative Omar from Minnesota, the freshman Democrat from, from Minnesota, uh, who is an, an avowed Muslim, uh, has repeatedly made some very, very uh, nasty anti-Semitic comments. Well, the Democrats last uh, week in Congress issued a very broad statement condemning everything hateful, uh, but not specifically the comments by Omar. Uh, you know, my problem with that is that when you've got a specific offense, when you've done something specifically wrong and you've got a grievance, you should address that. You should address that specifically, directly, and clearly. Otherwise, it's lost in a cloud of smoke and ambiguity, which is what has happened with this uh, reprimand of Omar. Apparently, the Democrats will not or cannot identify and punish bad behavior uh, particularly the bad behavior by Omar. If Pelosi uh, could not muster a powerful and unequivocal solution to condemning anti-Semitism and Omar, then she, Omar, has secured her political future and the Democrats are on their, uh, have lost their soul to the radical left. You know, I really truly, truly there are many folks uh, that believe it, and I believe it too, that the American Jewish... Uh, uh, that American Jews, uh, I don't think that it's going to be very long before they um, they begin to exit, if not already, the Democratic po- the Democratic Party fold. I mean that that's just well based on that uh, on that whole situation. There was only one one newspaper or one reporter that uh, actually two. Um, uh, Fox News did a a a, a quick blurb on it. Um, but, uh, there was really only one, uh, organization that, um, that wrote about it. And that was, uh, a, uh, a Jewish organization called, uh, uh, called the, uh, anti, uh, terrorist, the investigative terrorist project. And, um, and so they reported, they reported this, this, uh, this protest, but oddly enough, no one else reported it, my friends. Oddly enough, no one else reported it. And I think once again, once again, that shows that shows the uh, the doggone uh, bias of uh, of the media. And it's not only at the national level, my friends. It's at the local level. At the the national and local liberal mainstream media is doing a great job. They've done a great job of misleading and dividing the public. Uh, over Trump and over immigration and over many, many things. You know, Saul Alinsky, Fidel Castro, Lenin, Goebbels, Mao, all of them would be very, very proud of how the mainstream media has behaved. I personally am very, very curious as to where these reporters, uh, where, you know, uh, where they were when I personally, when me, George Rodriguez, and many others were targeted by the IRS by the Obama or IRS, just because we were we were uh, Tea Party leaders, where were they when the veterans in uh, in Texas and elsewhere were receiving uh, poor health uh, care from from the VA? Do you remember that? I mean, here at the local level, where were they? Where were they when the De- Democratic National Committee and Hillary 
uh, clearly stacked the primary against Bernie Sanders, and they never said anything about that. They never, they rarely, now they report it uh, very, very casually, but they never said it. And where were they or where are they whenever the Planned Parenthood folks are caught, and they have been caught several times, red-handed selling bo- baby body parts. You know, it, 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 it is, this it is a situation, grassroots citizens, my friends, Grassroots citizens have got to fight back against the media, both at the national and the local le- in, in level. You know, 19, since, 19, since 1965, when, uh, when we had the war on poverty and the civil rights movement, the, the, the mainstream media has helped politicians to mi- manipulate, I'll use that term, to manipulate citizens with bias and one-sided liberal news. You know, do you remember when, when, uh, when, uh, uh, Lyndon John, uh, when uh, Walter Cronkite went on went on TV in 1968 and announced that we could not win the war in Vietnam, what impact did that have on the war in Vietnam? You know, we've got you know the disrespect by elitist, arrogant mainstream news media reporters and and editors towards Trump supporters and common grassroots folks. It is a, it, it's awful, and it's at the national as well as the local level. The Washington Post, of course, uh, very famously um, this past January was caught red-handed when Dave Wagle, uh, a reporter uh, for the Post, he, uh, he called Trump supporters rubes during a, uh, an appearance uh, on, on a podcast. You know, he called the, uh, the supporters rubes. The Washington Post, of course, scrambled to try to uh, to uh, lessen the thing, but it didn't, you know, it didn't uh, stop anything. Then you had it back in Febu- February last month when uh, the, the poor kid from Covington, the Covington Catholic School was jumped on and vilified by um, the Post, the Times, CNN, uh, just absolutely vilified for wearing a Trump hat. And uh, at the same time, because they claimed that he had provoked a confrontation with, an, with, with a, uh, a Native American who claimed, who lied, and said he was a veteran. And then, you know, it wasn't until three, four, five days later when things began to, to really sort themselves out. We've got the whole situation with Jesse Smollett uh, and uh, how he claimed that he was beaten up by, uh, a, um, by uh, a two... Uh, Trump supporters, and then turned out that it was uh, absolutely false. Well, Smollett uh, this past week claimed that uh, he is not guilty of uh, of faking that story. Uh, that, you know, that's what he's pleaded. But we've got it. You know, we've got it on the national level. We've got it at the local level, my friends, because the local level, the media, the 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 local media, be, be it it TV, be it uh, newspapers. They just regurgitate what the national media writes and says. That's all they do. They don't, they don't say anything different. And, and the, their reporters are nothing more than understudies for, for, uh, for the big show, you might say. And so they behave accordingly. They do not, they do not pursue, they do not pursue a, 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 a leftist investigations like they do uh, against conservatives. They don't, they will not go after leftists like they will against. I mean, the leftist has got to be caught flat footed, red handed, you know, like when, uh, here in San Antonio, when, um, they've caught a, a politician, uh, like, uh, state, uh, like one of the state senators that was caught, uh, red handed, uh, uh, harassing a woman and and, and uh, playing pay for play uh forcing uh, the uh the constituent to uh, to pay to get favors political favors it wasn't until he was caught red-handed that they did anything that they wrote anything about him it is uh you know it it, it is very very tragic and we see this consistently even with small newspapers we had that situation la- two weeks ago in Laredo, where the Laredo Times reported diligently what Nancy Pelosi said and what Henry Cuellar said, but they didn't question their comments. They didn't pursue a, a, uh, a, a, a 
They didn't pursue them in an investigative manner. Of course, had they been Republicans or conservatives, they A, would not have even reported them, reported about them, or they would not have, they, they, they would have asked all sorts of questions in trying to, uh, to uh, uh, corner them and conflict their comments. The fact is, the, is this, my friends. Uh, CNN's Jim, Jim Acosta has played the victim and uh, claimed that he that, and, and claims that that Trump and the conservatives have villainized the media. Well, I got news for you, my friends. We didn't start the media fire. Grassroots Americans have been called backwater, ignorant, uninformed, racist, sexist, etc., etc., and it's gotten old. And if you think they are bad, the Spanish language media, Telemundo, Univision, they're even worse. They are even worse. The news media, they want to be respected and they want to be believed, but that requires that they be honest, that they be honest. And we, my friends, we can see the dishonesty. We can see it. Conservatives didn't start this news media fire, and they should not be afraid to speak their minds because the liberal, uh, because the liberal media feels threatened. If the media feels, if the, me, if the mainstream media isn't balanced and fair in their reporting, and it is obvious to us conservatives, then they should not be shocked when there is a reaction against them. They should not be shocked. Our show, my friends, on our show we talk about, we talk about fake news and we report it and we expose it on a regular basis. We expose it on the local level as well as on the national level. Because the local media is just as bad as the national media. This is why we need to find alternative methods, alternative modes of informing each other and keeping each other uh, aware of what is happening in our backyards. If we don't know what is happening in our backyards, my friends, it becomes very difficult to defend our freedoms and liberties. It becomes very, very difficult. Once again, my friends... This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM. The answer, reminding you that the defense of freedom and liberty starts in your backyard. So please, my friends, please, let's keep the fires of freedom and liberty burning. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.